0: Hello and welcome to Pediapod for December 2019. This month, the long-term consequences of neonatal painful experiences. (music) Clinical studies have shown that newborns experience up to 14 painful procedures each day of admission at the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. There's evidence from both human studies and animal models that these early experiences can cause changes to the developing nervous system, affecting nociception in adulthood. Preterm infants are at particular risk from repeated noxious procedures, owing to the extensive developmental and functional changes taking place in the central nervous system at that time. In this episode, we meet Dr. Ninka van der Hooger, who during her time at Maastricht University used an animal model to assess whether the number of neonatal noxious events has an effect on acute and long-term mechanical sensitivity, with implications for the clinic.
1: So there has been a lot of research in animal models and also in the clinic regarding long-term effects of neonatal pain. Um, However, most models uh, have just one painful insult, like an injection of an inflammatory agent, or a surgery model. However, clinically, we see a lot of procedural pain being very repetitive, lots of numbers of painful procedures. Um, So in this model, we particularly wanted to check whether the amount of pain would affect the long-term outcome.
0: So is it common for neonates to experience painful procedures and what kind of things are we talking about?
1: Yes, especially when a kid is born prematurely and it ends up in the neonatal intensive care unit, There has been a lot of studies that show an average number of 10 to 14 painful stimuli per day. And this can range from anything from injections to heel sticks to IV puncture and suctioning.
0: So what evidence is there that these early experiences have long-term effects in humans?
1: Uh, We know that in in humans there's a re-injury hypersensitivity. Uh, There's been some studies on vaccination sensitivity. And also a recent study from the British Epicure cohort shows that after 18 years, there's still hypersensitivity and alterations in somatosensation um, after preterm birth and also after surgery. Um, preclinically, there has been loads of studies showing everything from baseline hypersensitivity to re-injury hypersensitivity and uh, changes in the functionality of the somatosensory system.
0: And could you just quickly set up what we mean by re-injury hypersensitivity.
1: Yeah, so we see a lot with uh, scar pain, for example, with premature children after birth, uh, that next to the scar, they're mu- much more sensitive to touch, but also to re-injury, so re-surgery. The hypersensitivity can cause a lot of uh, alterations or a lot of chronic pain sy- syndromes, for example, in later life.
0: And then early childhood pain has also been associated with a sort of hyposensitivity to pain more generally in adulthood.
1: Yes, um, so that is something that comes up in lots of studies, uh, but also doesn't show up in all studies. It has been associated with a change in the pain modulation from the body itself. So we have the descending inhibition uh, and the descending modulation from the brainstem areas uh, over nociceptive stimuli. And these seem to be altered in adulthood, causing a lower sensitivity. So higher endogenous opioids, for example.
0: So what specifically were you asking in this experiment, and what was your setup? What was your experimental setup?
1: Well, as the clinical average of painful procedures per day can rise up to fourteen per day when a preterm kid is admitted into the intensive care unit, we wondered whether this increase. In painful stimuli would also increase the effects we had seen on acute and long-term hypersensitivity. So what we did is we used rat pups from the day of birth to postnatal day seven, and we gave them either four or ten needle pricks per day. We controlled that with litter mates that got a cotton swab on the paw. We then allowed the animals to mature, and in adulthood we did a re-incision of the same paw.
0: And what were the outcomes you were measuring?
1: Uh, So we measured several things. We measured in three periods, basically. So during the first post-needle week, where we applied the painful stimulation, we tested mechanical sensitivity. We didn't test thermal sensitivity at this point because the animals are very young, the skin is very thin, and this would damage them. So we tested before and after the needle pricks, how sensitive they were to mechanical stimulation. And what we saw is that the needle prick animals were much more sensitive to this force. Then after, uh, from adolescence to adulthood, we tested the mechanical sim- sensitivity in a similar way, and we also tested the thermal sensitivity of the hind paws. In adulthood, we did a reincision and we tested the recovery of the mechanical s- sensitivity after surgery.
0: So you had a few different outcomes. Firstly, then, what effect did the increased number of needle pricks due to their mechanical sensitivity in the short term?
1: So what we saw is when we applied the needle pricks in early life, that 10 needle pricks per day gave a much higher acute hypersensitivity compared to four needle pricks per day. Whereas the control groups that got either four or 10 tactile stimuli did not uh, show any
0: differences. What happened to that mechanical sensitivity over the long term? So what we saw
1: in the long term is that, while the animals grow up from three weeks to adulthood, that their sensitivity decreases over time. This is normal and is expected because the animals are getting much bigger and much heavier. Their skin gets thicker, so they can handle much more pressure on their paws. However, what was surprising is that we saw that our needle prick groups were less sensitive to the mechanical stimulation in adulthood, which we hadn't seen before. This is likely to be due to a combination of the amount of painful stimuli we gave to them and the stress of the separation um, because we hadn't seen it before in our model. But it has been shown in much more severe models like inflammatory pain models.
0: And, and was that effect sort of dose-dependent, if that's the right term?
1: Uh, there wasn't a significant uh, difference between the 10 and the 4 needle prick group, the effect was stronger in the 10 needle prick group, but it wasn't statistically significant.
0: You also had a post-operative pain model, didn't you? What did, the, what did your re-injury tests show?
1: So after uh, in adulthood, when we gave a re-injury of the hind paw in the form of an incision into the skin and into the muscle, we saw that all animals developed acute hypersensitivity. However, the needle prick uh, animals that had gotten the needle pricks in the neonatal period uh, both showed a delay in recovery. So whereas as the tactile control groups recovered after five days, these two groups recovered after seven days.
0: What does that tell you?
1: It tells us that they are more sensitive to this uh, type of injury and that their recovery takes much longer, um, which is one of the biggest predictors for cr- chronic postoperative pain, uh, but also shows them that they have a lot less pain modulation endogenously.
0: Do you have any idea of the mechanics of how these early experiences are affecting adult nociception later down the line?
1: There are loads of theories. We know that the newborn nociceptive system is not fully developed at birth, and there's a lot of plasticity in this early period. Uh, This plasticity is activity dependent, so it seems that if we give a lot of painful stimuli during this plasticity period, the plasticity can change. And it can include central sensitization, it includes the sprouting of primary afferent fibers, the development of the descending modulation, and all these processes can be affected by early life pain. So we see a lot of more synaptic strength in adulthood. We see a decrease in descending inhibition, which tells us that the entire body responds differently to pain.
0: Maybe a silly question, but... The idea of hyposensitivity to pain in adulthood doesn't, on the face of it, sound wholly terrible, but maybe that's naive. What do these results say about the implications for neonates undergoing painful procedures?
1: I think it shows us that the pain system is altered in adulthood. Um, and while the hyposensitivity can sound as something that's positive, there's also hypersensitivity to re-injury, which is very much less positive. Um, next to somatosensory effects, there have been different effects shown as well. So their stress response changes, um, the cognition changes, and learning behavior is altered after neonatal pain as well, um, which shows us there's a lot of neurological effects of this early life pain.
0: How would you like to see these results informing clinical practice when it comes to neonates in the NICU, for example?
1: So in essence, it would be most optimal to prevent or minimize the amount of painful stimulation and the amount of procedural pain. However, for clinical practice, we know that that's not a possibility necessarily. Um, This suggests we should look into more optimized pain management protocols, either using pharmacological or non-pharmacological approaches.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, actually. How do analgesics fit into all this? Would you expect them to offset some of these longer-term effects?
1: So, there have been studies on whether analgesics can prevent the acute and long-term effects, um, which has shown to be promising. Um, However, we know that, especially pharmacological pain management uh, onto the neonatal pain system can also affect the development. So we have to take into account also the long-term effects of, for example, opioids in early life, uh, which is not necessarily a good thing either.
0: So there's a trade-off?
1: Yeah, there's a big trade-off between whether analgesics are positive or negative during this period because they can have consequences for the development on their own as well. Uh, But it seems if they're given appropriately at the right time and during the actual pain, that they can be very beneficial.
0: Now obviously rats aren't humans, but it seems like the evidence from your model suggests that above a certain number of painful procedures, the long-term effects are unaffected by how many were occurring in a day.
1: So if we indeed look at the long-term data, we don't see a difference in the re-injury hypersensitivity between the four and ten needleprit groups. Uh, this could have two explanations either the four needle pricks per day is enough to already reach a sort of threshold and the system cannot adapt any further. So the additional needle pricks did not change anything in the hypersensitivity in the long term. However, it could also be that um, the larger effects in adulthood are there, but we cannot pick them up with our testing method we used in this study uh, because it's a behavioral outcome measure with quite a lot of variability. This could mean that although we see the same behaviour, the underlying system is different. But overall, it seems that both 4 and 10 needle pricks can already lead to long-term effects. And also the effect on the acute hypersensitivity, I think, calls for a need of analgesics 6 already.
0: That was Ninke van der Hoege, who performed this work during her time at Maastricht University. She's now at the Hotchkiss Brain Institute at the University of Calgary in Canada. And that's it for this episode. Join us again next month for the next edition of Pediapod. I'm Jeff Marsh. Thanks for listening.